Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter what time it is or where you are, we are thankful that you are tuning in. On our next episode of Society Rewired, we have Mortgage Loan Officer and SJ 4-H Board Member Jason Schrader on the show. Jason comes on to discuss the challenges of working in a position where income is strictly commissioned with no base salary and the stress that puts on an individual. Jason does a great job of talking through how he decompresses, addresses the challenges of sales, and how he is faced with some of his own mental health challenges. If you are interested in hearing more and staying up to date on Society Rewired, do us a favor and make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever streaming platform you prefer. It gets us in front of more listeners, which allows us to get new guests to be part of the show. Also, check us out on social media platforms using the handle at Society Rewired. We greatly appreciate your support. Now, before diving in, we want to make sure to thank our sponsors. Rayfeld's Art and Framing, located in downtown Sioux Falls, South Dakota, one of the premier art galleries in the Midwest. Make sure to stop in and check out their location on Phillips near the falls or online at rayfeldsonline.com. Laura Hayes Communication is your first choice if you're looking for professional development. With live online workshops, speaking engagements, and consulting, you can't go wrong. Check out the website at laurahayes.com. Audiovisual Integrations has all your latest technologies to meet your commercial audio video needs. Check them out online at foss-avi.com. Rocky Hayes Design, if you're looking for graphic design, website development, or business development resources, make sure to give them a call or check them out online at rockyhayes.com. Last but certainly not least, our affiliate organization, Survivors Joining for Hope. SJ4H is here to help families financially after they've lost a loved one by suicide. They help cover unexpected expenses such as funeral costs, burial fees, and grief counseling. Check them out online at sj4h.org or on all social media platforms. Now, let's get rolling with Society Rewired. Welcome to the show, Society Rewired, the show where we discuss mental health awareness. We talk about it open, honestly, and candidly. I am your host, Brad Hurst, with me, as always. <laughs> Here it comes. The artistic, comes. the tech-savvy, the marvelous, marvelous, even. Jerry <laughs> really Cook. Push so I say that I'm going to come up with something for you, but I, I don't know other than the beautiful hat guy, the beautiful the hat amazing, guy, the inspirational Brad Hurst. Oh, all right, I'm okay with that. You what don't need to make his great intro? beard that he always has now. He's got oh, a great beard. It's going. not too. It's a little shorter than usual. When I go on the road, I got to trim it up. Sometimes it gets a little Talon-esque. Yeah, Talon. Not, our, Talon. our other guest has a pretty, pretty wicked beard. Yeah, I mean, it goes to his belly button. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> It's pretty big. On today. Well, I think I think we had our pretty cool guest today. Mr. Jason Schroeder's with us. What's up, Jason? How's it going, guys? <laughs> good. Good. Good to Thanks have you. Thanks for coming man. out this morning. Yeah, no. Well lovely. Lovely weather and St. Pat weekend. It is St. Pat. I didn't even, Saint didn't even realize it's St. Patrick's Day yeah, weekend. Neither of you were wearing green. Oh, so I am not wearing yeah. any green. <laughs> I have green underwear on. I always wear green. That's a lie. Yeah, That's you don't, true. You don't wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> So, St. Patrick's Day weekend, Jason Schroeder on the show with us today. What are we going to talk about? What's on today? I don't know. I think, uh, well, Jason's got a pretty cool background history story. Uh, I mean, a lot of cool things going on. I mean, obviously, a, a cool dude, a young cool dude. I don't know. Are you, if young? I, are you still young or not? I I, I, I'm at a point where it's in between. Some people oh, think I look you're, older. You're, and, yeah. A tweener? Yeah. <laughs> getting that stage. <laughs> getting back into teeth and stuff like that, you know? In between, yeah, I mean, we both kind of got a common. We both work in sales. You're a business owner, so you're just 
sales as well. Kind of right. talk about the stress of being in sales, mission only job, not having any kind of base salary and just right. to come along with that, trying to find the next sale, grind it out, how you mentally, I mean, the death of a salesman is uh, the reality is real when it comes to the stress of, of having to that next sale. So talk about that, how it impacts kind of mentally and the challenges of, of it. So Jason, I want to talk about your background a little bit, where you're at and what you do. And let's start there. Okay. So yeah, I'm a mortgage lender in Sioux Falls. I've been doing that for eight years. Before I did car sales for like six months, which was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> um, and that lasted a month because of it. Uh, and it's just been kind of an interesting ride from coming out of college in 2008. The economy was no. Uh, right. At one of the points. You couldn't find any besides a sales job. And you had no uh, make it because nobody was really buying yeah, anything no. at the time. <laughs> you can take a sale if there are no sales happening. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a super stressful time. And uh, at that time, too, coming right out of college, I was still in the college mentality of, oh, hey, I got a paycheck. Let's ball at the bar. Yeah. So um, I was living brother. And basically every Friday after work would go to the bars and stay out to run up $300, $400 bar tabs, yep. which would clear out my check. Um, then quickly came to realize I can't do this. My hope, uh, so made a change still in, but now kind of more with a banking mentality and a little bit of structure and in an office setting, not sitting in cars and just praying that somebody comes by. Right. Sure. Sure. How is it from, and obviously you didn't sell cars very long. I mean, I know quite a few people that make really, really good money selling cars, but you're right. It's a very... Uh, say a aggressive industry to be in and, yeah. then, and then making that transition into banking which you know can be kind of an aggressive industry too a little probably quite a bit more tame so to speak than than selling cars but what what like what attracted you to it what what do you find on a daily basis that's sort of different well i've always enjoyed uh helping people so in a sense i took my mentality from selling cars where I was more worried about them being happy than just churning and burning. Um, and when you went into the mortgage industry, uh, it was kind of a transition for me. I started off kind of as an assistant to a loan owner, got a year under my belt and basically then determined I enjoy what she does. Um, it's high paced, full time sensitive thing, but at the same time, you're really helping a lot of people in a way with their biggest ever right some people are very full uh love working with you and i've made some more friends through that uh that were customers at first and have become friends and now loyal and always come to me no matter what circumstance is going on uh and that's really been a bright point of working there and doing that because some people grateful they found their forever home you yeah. made the process so easy when other times they've had stressful and just headaches. So I really focus on customer relation. Um, and it's tough too, because sometimes you want to make sure that you're making enough income yourself. Sure. And you get some that it's just too much work and too much stress that it can cause some issues in your personal, um, but not as bad as it was with selling cars because you really depend on selling a car. If you didn't sell a car, you basically got paid 
minimum wage, only 40 hours a week for that. Right. When you worked 60 to 70. Kind of the caveman mentality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> you were yep. you, you walking what you saw that that week right oh yeah you you were in the ship at eight o'clock and sometimes there till seven eight at night trying to get anything sold uh, weekends i mean it's not an, it's not an eight to five monday through friday you're no but weekends were your prime times so you never yep. wanted to miss but then you had no weekend life yep. um right it was tough too because i still had that mentality of like let's go out and drink and i wasn't completely happy and i wasn't dealing with certain things that happened in my life at that mm. time Drinking was the side effect, but then you'd show up at work, hung over or drunk still. Um, and so you'd sit in the car and just try to reaper, you know, not talk to too many people because you smelled like booze. <laughs> Breathe. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want a test drive. I, I'm going to hold my breath the entire time. That's such an interesting point. I mean, I can kind of get in a bunch of different areas. You know, there's a lot of people that I know and I think we all know that are in high probs. And I've, and that have, you know, an alcohol or substance abuse issue. And I mean that you're, you know, an alcoholic or anything like that, but in that cycle pretty easily. And it's, uh, you know, especially if you're in a, in an environment, a work environment or a career where you don't have access to people, you know? So if you're waking up at eight or getting to the office, the dealership, the whatever at eight and eight o'clock in the morning, you don't get home until eight o'clock night you know, what, what are your avenues sort of, you know, we've talked before, like let the cork out, kind of let the, yeah. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. it, that's one easy to turn that cause the bars are open. They're kind of fun and all this other stuff. Also, it's a super slippery slope, you know? Oh, so, yeah. and, 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 you know, obviously we can talk about it, but I think like the high pressure career, you know, maybe there's some mental health issues that you were talking about or mental health issues, but sort of side effects of that, maybe even out portion. I mean, you know, it's interesting to, sort of just talk to people and what's guided them down their path and the struggles that they've worked and overcome and stuff like that. So, I mean, do you want to talk about the alcohol side of it or? Yeah. You know, even now, sometimes we get uh, some full situations with certain files where you're like just burnt out after the day. And the only thing you're thinking about is what am I going to drink? How quickly can I get drink? And how long am I going to drink for? You know, um, and that kind of factors into a lot of things of, well, I got to relieve this how. Mm -hmm. And when sometimes you're limited with resources, outlets, or you don't want to burden certain people because they don't understand your job and your stress. Yeah. And then you hear you do release to like, well, it's not a big deal. Just get over it. And I've come to realize that statement makes you feel worse. Because you can't just get over it, um, and it's not that easy. You can't just flip a switch. That's an interesting kind of perspective. Because I think in some past episodes, I mean, when we talked to Talon, you know, he mentioned kind of finding commonalities amongst his role to kind of help decompress so people understood what they were through, and just kind of you talk about just getting over. With, you know, people lose people on my suicide. You know, it's, it's you can't. There is no getting over it. There's no end to the journey. It will get you know, less, less impactful as time goes on, but there's no ever just get over it. So it's a very, right. I think, kind of powerful way to look at things. I mean, that's, that's, that's very interesting in finding that canality and bond and, and that relationship to kind of have a discussion with is important. So it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. It's a common theme that we're hearing on a lot of different interviews. So mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's adding kind of even more impactfulness as we continue to hear it. Right. 
I think even like the Terry Liggins um, episode where he's talking about hurdle and hurdles are put in your life as challenges to get over. So I kind of struggle with that, just get over it because there is a certain part of it that is like, we do have to accept that like, you know, most of us anyway, the vast majority, we, you know, have a job or have a job and that's not always just, uh, you know, your roses that you open up every day and it's amazing. And to a certain extent, we do have to just deal with, move through and get over stuff. But then on the other hand, there is things that like, you know, you're truly struggling with things, the, the term get over or that mentality or our lack of empathy in other career areas and situations in life, period, you know, um, kind of sucks. And I think it leads people to some isolation tendencies Oh yeah. rather than out to people and letting the cork out, you'd, you know, self-medicate or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just beer of okay, you don't understand, feel like you don't want to understand. So I've got to keep everything inside and internally deal with it, which, you know, if you find other outlets like alcohol and substance abuse or anything else, you never actually fully deal with it and it's there. So to actually step back, feel your emotions, and that is something I think a lot of people struggle with for years and getting better at it now but still there's certain times and with my job it becomes really stressful when you have a time home buyer that is in the whole process and then something bad happens right towards the end where now you, you have to delay plan. aspect of they're moving into their home that they feel like is their dream yeah um and i've had it too where it, things happened and literally they're homeless for three or four weeks because they ended their lease agreement mm-hmm. and we're living in a hotel room just to make buy until we got the stuff finalized. Mm-hmm. And I always take things kind of in a way because I feel like I let them down. So seeing and knowing them adding all this extra expenses by staying in a hotel room until they can actually purchase the house mm-hmm. really took effect on me personally too because I felt so bad for them. Yeah, that's, you know, that's an area I never really with the with the mortgage industry and stuff like that. I mean, you are, and not flippantly, but you are people's lives a little bit. I mean, you know, most of us take for granted the house to come home to and shoot if you don't. I mean, that's a pretty huge deal. You know, you'd, you'd mentioned something about dealing with processing emotions and something that just kind of came to my mind is, and this is just sort of a general thought, but do you guys think in whether it's linear or just in general, do people not want to process emotions because they're scum or because we don't know how, or because we don't have an outlet, like a, a, a outlet to let them out? You know what I mean? I think those are all I think the other piece would be is just maybe they've never dealt with them before. They don't have enough experience dealing with them. They've buried them for so long that, you know, great point, right? I mean, yeah. We talk about the hurdles and the you know, hurdles you go over, the easier things get. Terry mentioned, um, you know, because you, once you get the rhythm down and you kind of deal with it, I think grief is emotions and, and kind of those challenges. You know, the more you deal with it, not necessarily the easier, but you know, you can get more consistent, the better understanding you have, and so yeah. the more adaptable you kind of become. And so I think that that's another piece of it as well, is just making sure you are dealing with it and not brush the rug to an extent. And that experience, right? I had yep. a great conversation. Another really close friend of mine last night who, um, you know, luckily for him, his parents lived to pretty good old age, you know, in their up in the 90s and uh, lost his dad here 
It's probably about five years ago, I think it was, six years ago. And then now his mom is at that end of life state. And it's interesting just talking to him about the different approach that he has this time. Um, because even though you watch your parents grow and you know at some point that's going to come to an end, it's shocking and still something hard to deal with. And this town, and again, not in a flippant way, but he's just much more calm about it and more, you know, it's that, and he even said it, it's kind of that experience. I know what to expect. I know what to go through. So that's, that's interesting though. Yeah. Well, kind of tying that together, I guess. So as a mortgage lender, correct me if I'm wrong, but you start out with, I mean, there's no bookness, there's no bottom line, there's nothing that with you start from zero and you have to build that out. Almost, I could see that, that repetition, that practice, you know, it's either going to burn people out because you're going to, you know, succeed, you're going to have to grind it out because it's, it's a job. So you could see that experience kind of helping you get through the stress of that job a little bit easier year after you get used to kind of a challenges that face that. Oh yeah. I mean, when I started, I had a great, um, mentor who basically kind of said your first three years test you, you're not going to make any money. Um, you're going to sit there and grind and it's a lot of time and you're going to feel like it's worthless to do all this stuff, but you have to look at the end result and long term. You know, if you're looking at, well, I need to make money now right away, you're not going to succeed well and you're going to get frustrated and end up quitting. Um, it's kind of like a lot of commission jobs where you get all excited because they promote, oh, you're going to make six years right away off the bat and do all these fun right. stuff yeah. and in life. And you get into it and you, your first year, you're like, well, I maybe might break 30000 for the first year right. of income. And Here's a cup and, of ramen. And you worked 80 hours a week. Whatever <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. You know, you had no social life. Yeah. You had to invest all this time, one, learning how to do sales, sure. two, trying to network everything else and get your name out there, and then three, product and how to handle in those situations where it can get difficult sure. how to approach it in a calm manner escalate your voice when they're yelling at you um i've learned a big thing sometimes if something goes wrong people just want to vent to somebody they're not actually mad at you they just are for the situation and need to vent uh, and to learn to take that venting not personally in time understand okay I've got to make this right way or help and facilitate this so it, it we get it cleared up and everybody's happy in the long. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, a big challenge for me is just hearing, you know, no consistent. One of my biggest learning curves when I first started off in sales was just, you know, you hear no, you know, four or five, six, seven times and you start to kind of question what you're doing, if this is the right role for you. Um, I mean, it gets to a point where you're just, it's exhausting, but yeah. you know, it's, it's, there's all sorts of cheesy lines for like next opportunity, but it does become full. It becomes exhausting. It, it wears you out. You start questioning your own abilities. And, and then, I mean, I where you know, in, the, in my past roles where for my career, I guess I definitely lean drinking at, in the evenings and, and hanging out with friends as a way to impress. And you're right. It can be a slippery slope and, yeah. and just kind of learning how to deal with that over time made it a little bit easier, you know, having a family and knowing I have responsibilities, I have to come home made that step away from drinking a little bit easier. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is definitely I, the part, I guess I've always tried to do is compartment, at least compartmentalize is, is not, I mean, it's a little bit different in your role where, you know, if there, there might be homeless, but the roles I've played, it's, it's not nearly as significant as on their personal lives, I guess. So it's, it's, it can be that part I find very interesting. I didn't even that, that, that being a challenge as a mortgage lender, cause it's, 
put up and put that on the most the realtor but it does come come back to you in a ways and that stress has got to be yeah. challenging i mean that's it a lot of realtors help find the house and stuff like that. some of them are educational but a lot of them rely on the lender to educate the customer about the process what you should what you shouldn't do and i've really kind of learned through that uh too of if you are first time home buyer don't schedule your closing on the day your lease is up you right got to move everything day yeah that's stressful enough uh, sure. so that whole time frame as you know a customer you're getting more and more stressed and if something were in towards the end you have all that stress and they've got to release it to somebody sure. right usually it comes on me then sure i could see that yeah. you know 100 percent. so how do, how do you deal with you know obviously we've talked about alcohol a little bit as a mechanism um, but then, you know, we've had other conversations too about like stress and anxiety and, uh, maybe depression and stuff like that. Maybe kind of mold that all together for us. How, how, how does obviously starting out, there's certain challenges and now that you're, you know, in, I think you said eight years, different challenges now. And how, how has your, uh, just mental wellness as, as a whole, how has that, that grown? How have you, uh, you know, worked through coping mechanisms and stuff like that? Kind of where are you at now with things? Oh, gosh. I think uh, it's a continual learning experience of, oh, hey, that's a new emotion. Uh, that's a new side of this job that I've got to work through. I know when I went out and started doing the networking, I realized social anxiety. Oh, I, didn't, sure. I didn't enjoy doing working. I know I had to. Um, and I know sometimes I felt awkward going to these events, on anybody and trying to introduce myself, feel, you know, like I got to put on this mask per se of, well, hey, I'm Jason, this happy-go-lucky lender and work mm -hmm. with me, you know, and that got taxing as well um, because you're, you're putting on a character. It's, I, I catch myself sometimes still doing it. There's ways to do it that, you know, aren't truly who I am, but I try to stay morphic. Sure. Um, but I still catch myself in social experiences and then catch it sometimes personally in relationships too where, okay, they're having a tough day or something uh, and I'm having a tough day, but I got to put my happy face for them and not release any of my frustrations through the day. It, it That was a big challenge that I've kind of gotten over and now it's more in the frame of just not getting overly stressed out about timelines and deadlines and certain with certain customers because every file is different so you got to treat it differently um and certain are nice last year was super stressful we were so busy with refinancing and purchases and it started to think a lot of the customers i was dealing with were very um well, how do i put this in a nice way. Uh, Careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was edge and irritable. I don't know if it was due to COVID and working from home and all that stress that them. Oh, sure. But it wasn't let, I think, to them to get frustrated and de demand quick turnaround times on my aspect of things. But we were so busy, there wasn't a turnaround on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we had loans that took 90 days just because we were so busy processing, doing everything through it. And customers wanted money right away. They wanted all this stuff to happen. And it's not like that at certain points. So to deal with that 
irritability and frustration of other people and in a way, you know, absorb it and try to release in a calm manner is, was tough. I think a kind of going back just to the first point that you kind of made, you know, as we kind of been through so many different personality assessments, um, but just went through another one recently and talk about kind of who you are at home, who you are, your personal life, your business life, and who you really are naturally. And, and one of the big pieces, if your business life is much different than your personal and your natural being, that can be a taxing event for you. So as you're going, you battle that social anxiety, you go to these events that require you to network and require you to spend time and be conversational. When you get there, there's almost like a level of exhaustion after you leave those events, taxing yeah. and very burdening on individuals. And if you're in that, you have to continually do that. It can burn out, stress, depression, anxiety, and, and cause you kind of put your self-care on the back burner a little. As you know you need this money, you know you need this, you have to maintain a little bit, but you also have to be a person to obtain that. And that's very interesting to kind of hear because it's, we're seeing it more and more and kind of what I'm going through and, and it's, it's very uh, unique to hear that, you know, that you started off with one of those challenges that it's pretty to hear and pretty full circle for myself a little bit here. So it's. Oh yeah. And, and I kind of instilled a thing for me this year with all that, um, where I told customers and everybody else, like I'm working from home. Yes. I will my phone pretty much anytime, but I will tell you now Sunday is my day off. Right. Unless I know you are putting it around a house or something, but you got to let me know ahead of time because otherwise I'm going to answer my phone. Right. Yeah. You know, that day for me to decompress, not worry about outside factors and just, you know, take myself. And I think that really helped in the long run with deal pressure and stress and the yep. burnout. Um, kind of changed last year, working from home, being so busy. And trying to navigate all the new electronical uh, right. options that we had. Well, yeah, there's a big technology switch last year, and I think you know, being in a commission job, you know, kind of you know, business owner, the client always we always see that comes first, and and yeah, you know, I I think that there might be a little bit of a revolution, not not dramatic, but to an extent to where you're seeing it. It's you know, we know our very well care needs to happen, and so. I think setting that kind of expectation on Sunday is just for you is kind of, you know, your time is very important. And as a business owner, I mean, you've run 27 over here, Jerry. And, and, right. and I mean, it's, it's, you know, you got to find time to take care of yourself a little bit. Extremely important because otherwise these roles can be very crushing and very, I mean, next thing you know, you are, you know, battling issues with alcohol, substance abuse and depression. So it's, 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 it can be a slippery slope. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think it's definitely a fine line because you have to, you have to be available. You have to go for it. You have to, you know, 100% effort, but you also have to put in 110% effort to your to yourself first, which then you know transfers over to any relationship you have or whatever. And uh, you know, it's 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 harder to do it than it is to say. You know, the whole thing for a while was balance. You got to find balance. Man, balance is really tough. But I think you have to, without the point of just saying, F it, I don't care about what happened, I'm going to take time for myself and blah, 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 blah. You do have to, you know, balance that a bit, but it, it's not easy. So being able to take full day and just say, hey, I'll still make myself available, but you got to let me know in advance. Otherwise, my day to fully decompress. I've even tried starting after about 6 or 7 p.m. every night and again, answer my phone less just because... At the end of the day, I mean, my my parental health in my free time is more valuable than that. 
However, our situations I get into too, where, you know, on my company and we run people's houses, lights, all this other stuff, like that sort of emergency situation that you gotta, you know, react to. But if, if it's not an emergency like that, eh, it can, it can wait a day and, and getting to that point to, to free yourself of that a little bit, man, that has been just an incredible thing. This last year too was, was pretty testing. I mean, I was burnt out burnout yeah <laughs> like all right i gotta do some stuff differently and luckily i've never been like i like alcohol um and i'll have a drink here or there but it's never been my go-to which is fortunate for me sort of have an addictive personality too you know so it's like i'm lucky for that fact um but you do have to time you have to find something release that pressure whether it's hobbies whether it's just time with friends what you know hopefully it's not you know, drinking to the point of where it affects your life or you know, other substances or whatever. So, uh, you know, I mean, gambling is a big one and there's, you know, many, many different addictions that can come in, but really I think all of it is trying to release that pressure somehow. So, so as you've, you know, like this last year, like you said, you're you've raised yourself up seven years, eight years in the, all of a sudden we have this pandemic where from a business perspective, from a physical perspective, you're like, oh, this is amazing. However, there is a side, there's a price to be paid for that. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. So maybe maybe talk about that. You know, you're super busy. How do you manage the other things, which we haven't really gotten into too much here yet, but like some of the depression, anxiety, and sort of the desire to, you know, cope via alcohol. How do you manage that stuff? And, you know, is there any like tips or tricks you've, come up with that our listeners might want to know because i mean i know plenty of people that struggle with all problems or maybe not struggle i don't think they struggle with what they technically do you know and part of that is just what what are some things that you've done that that could help them yeah i guess um a lot of the things especially this year you know uh with it and stuff it was tough because you didn't have friends to socialize mm -hmm. so your drinking aspect became okay one beer beer eight beers um but i've developed a thing where okay i'm gonna invite a friend over into the garage we're gonna have two to three beers max and then i'm gonna go in cook do whatever else and come that way of finding an outlet of new so i learned how to bake i've never baked anything and now i feel like i'm good at making cheesecake uh, I made a. Thanks for bringing one over, by the yeah, way. Yeah, where's the cheesecake at? <laughs> cheesecake at? Yeah, I've uh, really grown ho grown horizontally this year, so that's a little disappointing that you. Well, I did too. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I made cheesecake, a three layered red velvet cake. I mean, I didn't eat breakfast, Jason. This is ridiculous. This is not helping. This episode is coming to a screeching yeah, halt. Yeah, I have to go eat. We're going to take a break. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were just talking actually a little bit ago before we started about how our stomachs were all ground. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Now it's like, it's really getting there. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. But it was just finding different outlets. And then I started kind of realizing too, sometimes when I'd work all day and be on the phone, because you know, phone or emails, that at night, I didn't want to talk to anybody anymore. Yeah. Um, so I kind of incorporate things where, okay, I'm working from home. It's the lunch hour, or, you know, it's 11 o'clock. I've gotten all my emails sent out. Why around and wait for a response? Probably isn't going to happen because everybody else is going to lunch. So I'll go out and do king or something to get out of the house so that I can break up, you know, work home environment for the fact of 
you're sitting there all day and you don't get any escape work because it's always right. there now. Right. So I started doing things where, okay, it's 11 o'clock. Let's just drive around um, or go talk or get on my bike and go bike for uh, just do something to break up the monotony of sitting in your home eating food all day, uh, skipping and drinking at like 2 o'clock because right. you're just sitting there anxiously waiting emails and responses from people when a lot of people didn't call you back at 4, 35 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Well, so, being home, kind of get away with whatever you want too. It's, it's, there's no coworkers around you sitting there seeing what you're doing. So it's, it, I mean, you talk about drinking at 2 o'clock, you could easily go. yeah but that worked in a good way and a bad way because at the same time i'd wake up get on my computer at six and i then spend the whole day in my pajamas or whatever not sure not take care That's of myself true. um just for the fact of well i'm not going anywhere nobody's gonna see me why do all this stuff right. why do this self-care help thing when it's i'm just gonna sit in my house right I'm imagining you wake up, dad has got like empty beer cans and frosting all the <laughs> Like, no, I don't. Six o'clock in the morning, man. What yeah. do I care? No, that's a rule. I don't eat or drink in my bed. That's, you got to get up and do that. So, all right, I mean, no. I don't make fun of a pretty deep subject, but I just like, for some odd reason, I was like, hey, I don't have to get up and go to the office. I'm into this baking thing. And, you know, I limit myself to a few beers. And also, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, there's stuff everywhere. So yeah. That's a good point, too. I mean, because. I myself, I mean, my role switched to a virtual role for the most part because we couldn't meet clients face to face because, um, and so for about a year, I mean, it's finally starting to kind of return back to the new a little bit. But you know, I would normally I'd be getting ready around six six thirty in the morning because I had to go to the office, get dressed, you know, put on a suit, get go for the day, look business professional. Um, and now it's like you, I kind of see that starting to, you know, I'm around nine o'clock now instead of you know. 6 a.m. because you know I got a zoom call I can at least look presentable on the zoom call with a camera on and then I don't so now I'm not showering or brushy or anything until like nine and then you know as the day goes it's you know, I'm not necessarily putting on those business professionals I might be wearing you know jeans and a hoodie or something like that and that's which you know isn't necessarily bad but it's it's you know you you're not trying to transition that mode and even like driving to work was always a bit for me where I had time to transition from husband father to business professional and you know on that drive home transition too I kind of earlier episodes I talked about you know now the transition is that you know 30 seconds up the stairs and the 30 seconds back down the stairs and that's right. that's been a big challenge for me on top of the back-to-back -back zoom meetings where I've had friends say that you know that that didn't necessarily have to stay home they're still able to go to work and maybe working with their hands a little uh, that you know you're just sitting at a desk like what's the big deal? but when you're back to back to back to back zoom yeah. calls I mean the other day I had eight zoom calls and there was no between each zoom call so I had eight hours straight where and I'm on video on yeah you and have you're to be on, on higher time uh, and it's exhausting yeah, yeah. It exhausting. Uh, I, I hate zoom I, mean, I hate zoom too. <laughs> you know I don't ever put my camera up because no. I'm doing other shit you right know? Uh, I'm, I'm at home I gotta do other things right yeah <laughs> I'm not. Bacon yeah, he's yeah. making red velvet cake, cake and cheesecake. <laughs> well, that was like with one of the meetings I was on with you guys and stuff, and somebody's like, "You turn off your mic." I'm like, "I completely." Like, what are you doing? Ah, oh, cooking supper. You yeah, know, yeah. it's just like yeah, I'm, I'm paying attention, but I don't want you to see what I look like. Right. I don't want you to see my house, other things. I'm walking around. 
I'll unmute and speak when I have to. Yeah. I'll speak when spoken to. <laughs> Basically. And it was just like, you know, some of these Zoom calls and stuff were informational, but at the same time, like, you're just killing my time here. Like, I, I, I don't really need this. Right. I could be doing something else. You know, on Zoom to fill time, I feel like a little bit. There's a lot of unnecessary meetings now where I'm kind of like, am I just wasting my entire day in front of my computer camera? Like, what are we really talking about here? Well, in the first <laughs> first three months of those, you know, you had people that didn't know how to work it. First 15, 20 minutes as a Zoom call was technical difficulties and everybody speaking over everybody else. And nobody oh, yeah. understood. There was anything. no etiquette. Yeah. No. Or you randomly had somebody in their camera and they're half naked. Yep. So then the conversation steers to, well, that guy, <laughs> you know. The whole, we just, the whole meeting is gone. We, yeah. We <laughs> just saw everything that we shouldn't see, yep. you know. And it was kind of like, this is another reason why I'm not going to turn on my camera just in case. Right. You know. We actually mandate on a lot of meetings, so it's it's like they there is no way around it. So it's it's you, there's almost like a pure pressure to turn it on because there's been times where I'm like, man, I just don't want to turn my camera on. Like I'm fine being here and being present and participating in the meeting, but I just don't want you to be right now. Like I just need a break. And it's 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 like all of a sudden you're getting emails and text messages and private messages through Zoom to turn your camera on. And oh my god, like I didn't get this pressure before. Like and why I don't know why it's so stressful now because. I mean, if you're back two years, face like face, I'd have been face to face and present thing, right. and it'd have been fine. But now I'm like, it's almost like the the, the ability to hide a little bit has, um, I mean, not necessarily a cushion, but it's it's become nice because it's a way to break up the day and, and have a little just kind of relaxation a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I know when COVID started and stuff. You know, everybody does that in November. Well, everybody didn't shave all summer <laughs> it long. It was no shave 2020. Yeah. <laughs> and then you finally put yourself on a video of a Zoom call and like, who the hell are you? Yeah. You know, you know Jason, no, you're not. You have a beard. You put on 50 pounds. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Eating cake in my bed. Right. <laughs> but I baked it. Yeah. That, might be our, that might be our call to action yeah. here today, right? Eat cake, Eat cake in cake bed. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I think you have good points, though, you know, just with... You know, if you do have anxiety, depression, you know, stressful job, uh, you know, try not to, not saying you can't drink or what, but try to really limit yourself and stay true to those limits. You know, hey, I'm going to have one drink, two drinks or three, whatever, three beers, and then go do something else. Because that's, if, if you can, if you can set those hard limits, at least then you're still enjoying the thing that you like. It's still good for you to do that, but not crossing the line and damage to yourself or others and at the other points of you know like picking up a hobby a new hobby um you know trying to do some something physically just change the scenery a little bit is a big deal i'll even take different drives to work every once in a while just because i'm like oh i haven't been before and our community here goes so fast that i'm like geez i haven't been down this road and now there's you know three businesses and 40 houses that weren't there three months ago you know so it's just like it, it's see some different things but i think those are some good some really good strategies of just, you know, get out active, um, you know, and really limit that alcohol and stuff like that. Yeah. And there was struggle too with relationships. Uh, and it's kind of been a struggle with this job as well, because you're always on. Yeah. I mean, you can relate probably to it too, yeah. where you don't really have a break per se. Um, and everybody's always like, well, you got to prioritize your life and, you know, family, friends, well, it, it's always a constant fluction, uh, but you have to, again, find that balance, which I don't like saying that. Yeah, I don't like it either, but you're exactly right. You know, part of the deal is, like, 
there's, you know, I've canceled vacations or I've done all kinds of stuff like that. And people are like, well, I can never do that. You know, why don't you just make all for your family a priority? I'm like, well, I actually am making myself and my family a priority by doing that because if I don't do that and if I don't do that enough, I got some real big problems. Like I don't have an income. I don't have a house to live and I don't have, and in, in my case, you know, we started our business off of federally backed SBOs, which is amazing, amazing programs, but it's like, you know, no different than a student loan. You can't file bankruptcy to get rid of it. Like that thing do forever. So like, which is a super good motivator to see things through, but in the same sense, like there is no out. Your out is pay it back. So, you know, you, you do what you have to do to make sure that you actually have a house. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there is a lot of, it is a lot of give and take. And, you know, I've struggled with relationships with people for a long, I've been in and out of long-term relationships my whole life for various reasons. Um, but, you know, the last probably 15, 20 years of owning a company like that big, that was a big thing. You know, especially if I was with who worked eight to five jobs and worked in a completely different field and, and we have that co-empathy for each other you know it, it that just that's a you're banging heads right there and that thing will just explode you know so it's all perspective i think it's, it's a lot of perspective oh, yeah. yeah it is and i mean i did one girl that we i was on my job and at one point she basically said i can't handle this i need somebody that does an eight to five mm-hmm. and i was like well that's not me I'm never gonna be me with yeah. my job i enjoy what i do yeah so i'm not gonna doing a monotonous eight to five job and we also have to be okay with that's not selfish yeah you know? and i struggle with that that's for a very long hard. time that is I hard. Struggle with yeah. that for a time because you know i think everybody has goals in life and things they want to do and you know i'll flirt around with my head like oh man i'd love to you know the old adage will be the walmart greeter or whatever like i'd love to do that and i would love that for a you know a a <laughs> and then I would go freaking insane because I'm just not that way, yeah. you know? And, and there's a lot of days where I come just like you guys said, where I'm on all the time. It's like multiple projects, people calling, blah, 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 blah. And I just want to say, F it, man. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody I sit here and pick my nose and watch TV or whatever, or play guitar or just like whatever it is. I just have to decompress. And not having someone around you that understands that or in my terms be jealous of someone else who has the ability to just turn, turn it on off. at eight shut off at five and like really never <laughs> give two shits about their job like i admire that and i want that right yeah but then also i mean freaking bad shit crazy oh yeah you know, you know and it does and then even if you have somebody that you go home to that understands maybe a little bit you're not having a great day but you can't express to them what you're feeling that you don't want to sit and talk. Just right. hang out on the couch with me. Right. I, I don't talk about it. I'll get over it. Sometimes talking isn't the way. Right. And some people don't realize that. Like, oh, if you're frustrated, let it all out. Well, no, not necessarily. It's just I got to sit. And I like and enjoy you next to me and hang out. But I don't want to talk about work anymore. Right. So let's not. Let's turn on some mind-numbing TV or movie. Laugh. At yeah, laugh a little bit, have you know. good supper, and just kind of call it good. I'll be better tomorrow. It's just I don't want to sit there and have you brain and have me rehash the whole day. Yeah. Sometimes it's don't speak. 
<laughs> yeah. It really is. It's, it's I might I'm be at a point where it's like day's been volatile, like I'm stressed out, like and I know that you're someone I can vent to and you're gonna take you know, my aggressive, my anger, my I know you will allow me to show those emotions and if I'm at a point where you know what, maybe it's just best that we just don't talk about it because all I'm get mad and start yelling and it won't even be your fault of nothing to do with you. But if, if you want me to talk that happen, and so it's just best that I keep it inside and just let me sit here in silence yeah. and do yeah. nothing. Yeah. Uh, silence is, I think a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it talks now about taking five, 10 days and just, or five minutes a day and just meditate. And I've really kind of uh, taken that hold too of, all right, you know, hey, I didn't sleep well. Just do this right now in the morning. Yeah. Take a little time. Do not think about what you got to do for the day. Just sit there in your thoughts and clear your head. I've. That's interesting to bring that up because I've uh, joking at, at my office. People say it's nappy time for for me, but I literally will throw <laughs> headphones in, and I've got these apps that are like meditative apps, like but it's stuff. river sounds or yeah. whatever. Shut all the lights off in my office and literally kick my feet up on the desk and shut my eyes. And if I fall asleep, you know, I set an alarm for 20 minutes or 25, whatever. If I do fall asleep, great. But it's just like, I got to shut the shit down because like Brad was saying, when you're in that, just go, 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 go. And if you don't take that few minutes to just sort of hit the reset button, man, it just continues to build and build and build. And I, I noticed just, just that one thing was a huge game changer for me throughout my day. And then I'm getting into things like I've got tons and tons of hobbies, but just really trying to make time for that stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, being with someone now who is different, who I don't come and spew the whole day out. We can just sit and talk and whatever and do it. And it's just like, you can slowly feel that air pressure just <laughs> slowly going away, man. It's, it's amazing. So you've, you've had some great, I think some great, you know, ideas some great um uh, you know ways to decompress it um you know for me i i don't mind and you know i'm not really like a bake but it doesn't really matter what any individual person it's like whatever allows you to pressure off right and just find it you know and everybody's like oh i have to be you know i have a convertible or i have to ride a motorcycle or i have to do that is some grandiose thing no man you don't have a damn thing sit there and watch tv or you know bakes whatever the deal is but just something that just allows you to decompress a little bit yeah. so i think i think that's cool that's really cool yeah and part of the stuff i've learned too is put myself out there you know deal with my social anxiety in a way of hey that sounds cool i'd love to do it and now like okay i don't know of anybody that wants to go with me to do it mm-hmm. i'll just go by myself yeah you know and enjoying yourself in that moment of doing something that is new, unique, and different. Um, is is sometimes gratifying self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of changing the social social percep- perception. I can't talk to them. Um, where I mean, we always thought, you know, even like the movie theater, you see someone sitting alone, like you judge them. You see someone at a restaurant, you judge them. I mean, you know, you always got to have someone with you because it looks like kind of just out if you're by yourself. But really, it, it it can be self-rewarding to just take that For time sure. yourself and and go out there and right and the hell with what anyone thinks like screw them like, like well, who cares yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i mean i used to do that when i drank more i'd go to bars by myself yep. just sit at the bar meet n- nice people there but i'm sitting there from eight o'clock to, right you know 
Well, how do you self-reflect with someone else in the room with you? Oh, geez. It's, it's, I'm much better on selection when it's yeah. just me alone, yeah. maybe like a paper or like just kind of just, or just music. Like, yeah. it's the, much the only, easier. The only thing I can put somebody else in the room is your therapist. Right. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. They're pushing you to select and they're just asking some yeah. questions, but right. they're making you talk. That's the only way. Um, and ever want to be having your spouse or somebody you're in a relationship with be your therapist. Right. Then they look at you differently. And yep. you look at them differently. It's not more a given. T- Here, take this all. Right. You handle it. I don't want to hear your stuff because I'm still dealing with mine. It can be taken personally too. And yeah. You might see that yours are something. They might blame themselves for the right. challenges that you're facing. That can just be more, even more detriment both of you then at that yeah. point. So. Oh, and yeah, and sometimes they take it personally if you're talking about your relationship having struggles with it. Right. They then view it in you know, ways. They could take it as, oh well, he's never going to change. This is yep. how he is, or he's too broken that I can't handle this. Yep. Hmm. No, it's, it's true. Deep there. That might be a whole nother episode. Whole relation. I mean, we've talked about some relation relationship stuff. Now I can't do it. The communication. <laughs> yeah, but you know it is important. Like you support each other, and but you also kind of have to not be each other's therapist. Right. That's very but, true. Yeah. So we're we're kind of a lot of deep stuff. Yeah. We're too what's far. Our, what's our call to action today then? Well, I guess I'd kind of like to know your eight years in being a mortgage lender and sales professional here. I guess what would be kind of your words of advice towards someone that's going to jump into it and just the expectations they should set and how they should handle the stress of kind of jumping in such as yours? Um, take time to breathe. It literally is, you need to step away sometimes. Um, and with my job, I've seen it even with long-term people that, you know, you've got a big loan, you got to get it done. You got to put in the time, but then when you get done with that and make sure everything's done on time, take a step back, a vacation, take time to breathe. I mean, but at the same time, you know, you're, you're constantly doing business, but you make sure you give yourself some time. Yep. I agree. Um, There's your call to action, Jerry. Some time. Give yourself some time and take time to breathe. Bake yeah. a cake. Bake a cake. And if you can't bake, isn't <laughs> hey, <days>. yeah. <laughs> I love it. That, right. That's good, man. Yeah. I like it. I yeah. like it. Thanks for coming, Jason. It's yeah, been thanks awesome. for having me. So, appreciate your time. Make sure that you check us out on social media at Society Rewired uh, or online at societyrewired.com. And again, sure, don't forget when the sun goes down, the stars come out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day.